0: Hello and welcome everybody to How To Art, the podcast for, I don't know, creative entrepreneurs, dream chasers, someone wanting to make some sort of creative pursuit a little bit bigger part of their life, whether that be uh, actually doing it full time or just making something a little bit from your hobby, I don't know, something like that. Uh, We're still finding our way. I have a, a not guest, but new co-host to the podcast to introduce. Sebastian, why don't you go ahead and tell him a little bit about yourself. Oh
1: well, my name is Sebastian. Um, twenty-seven years old. Um,
0: what else do you want to know? What else do they want to know? He likes music. He's good. Brought him on because I know he's gonna find good music for us to review, or he will at least find music that is out. We'll talk about we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, what we found. But from now on, I kind of wanted to talk about the new format. Uh, party foul phone going off. No. Um, but uh, what we're gonna do? And I figure we should make sure we lean in for the um, the camera as well, because I think it's going to cut us off on the edges. Um, but uh, one thing I want to do is kind of explain the new format that we're thinking for this podcast. And how that's basically going to go is um, each week, we still are going to revisit some of the uh, lessons and things that I wanted to bring up at the beginning. So might think of a topic that would be helpful to... Um, entrepreneurs, or or people who are doing something creative, and uh, talk through that a little bit. But then we're going to move into some other music and kind of like pop culture discussion. This week, for example, we have uh, three projects that we're going to review or albums. One, uh, we kind of chose different levels, so one from quite a large artist that most people have heard of, one from somewhere in the middle, and then one from a completely indie release that we will talk about as well, and those span a couple of different genres. Yeah. Uh, so that's basically the the plan for this uh, for this format right now, and we'll see how it goes. And you guys can let us know what you think of it and what we should change or adapt. But I guess we can get started. The the topic I wanted to bring up first for this week, uh, which we'll kind of just gloss over a little bit because um, it's a little bit one-sided as it relates directly to um, I basically one year ago this week left a um, marketing job that I absolutely hated. Sebastian and I have had plenty of discussions about being at jobs we don't like and stuff. Um, and uh, it's, it's been a full year now. And I've been freelancing and doing music all that time and kind of learned some things about, uh, like, what did I expect to happen in that time, what actually happened in that time, what I need to like keep doing better. I would say the most common thing uh, that's kind of asked, I'm like very transparent, um, is like, oh, are you making, are you like living off of music at this point? I don't know. The other people I'm sure have had other trajectories when they've taken this leap. For me, the answer is no, not completely. Um, And and a lot of the income that I have, so I'll be like very transparent right now. Probably make uh, between... Three and $600 a month off of like freelancing creative pursuits that I'm doing and Some of that comes from the live streaming that I'm doing on Twitch Some of that which is a smaller chunk right now comes from just music like uh, Sales and streams basically and then the largest chunk that comes from freelancing now when I started out I was doing mostly freelancing um, from like voice acting and like just ran anything I could get a hold of that I figured I could do because I had a microphone now I've moved into doing more and more like mixing and that kind of work for people and that's uh that's been it's kind of like almost like a first step for me like at least it's more related to what I want to do and I'm moving towards that um but that's where I am right now and I've kind of you know it's uh you you know this from different like times you've been employed or not and stuff, it's definitely self-motivation and, like, being able to get up each day and stick to a strict schedule uh, is, is not necessarily the easiest thing, and, but it kind of has to be when you want to accomplish something and you don't have anyone, like, telling you to do it and being a, like, boss about it. Um, so I think that's almost, like, the biggest thing I've thought of is this year... It's just even the next 365 days getting even better at that because I know there have been time periods of a few months at a time where I've executed really well of, like, getting up every day and I'm making content for social, I'm putting out, like, music that day, I'm doing the live stream, I'm writing stuff for an album or whatever. Um, And even those few good months have momentum that carries when you kind of lull for a little bit, but you can't lull for too long or expect that you've gotten that far when you really haven't yet i don't know what you think of or like what you expect or where you think you might be if you think of like okay i'm gonna drop everything and just do music for the next year yeah how would you envision that or
1: yeah i mean i don't know like i don't know if i would expect myself to be able to to live off of music music if that was my only focus but i mean i'm also not the most like positive guy so i don't know (laughs) but what would you say to someone that wanted to like do the same thing as you did like quit your job and focus on their like create like creative endeavors would you would you say do it or would you i
0: would say do it but i would also say that i would say that everyone has to know their their own situation this was you know i put money in savings before i left and even knowing that okay six months down the road That's probably going to run out, and I don't expect that I'll be, like, making anywhere near the same that I was at a job from music at that point. Then I needed to have, you know, had a discussion with with my girlfriend long before making that move. And, okay, how are we going to split up bills? And, like, are you okay with this? And for what period of time? And I think you, like, depends on the position people are in. For other people, it might be... It also depends on their personality, right? Because for me... It it was like absolutely um, suffocating and basically we'd get home every night and had zero motivation after eight to nine hours of doing something that I hated. And other people might actually have a better sense of willpower and be a little more centered and that they can do that during the day and still come home and they're happy to work from 7 a.m. to 2 in the morning on their craft, but they still have a paycheck coming in and they yeah. do are a little more stable for a while So I think it I would recommend doing it, but I would recommend people do it in their own way I would never recommend just stay in some shitty thing you hate forever, but
1: no So it's more make sure that you have the the support you need So like a partner or a or yeah. family or something that can mm-hmm. help you if you end up in a tough finan- financial financial situation Yeah
0: um, Yeah, And also, and that, like, people also um, think, like, um, you know, even if you, it doesn't necessarily have to be a partner or someone else helping support you, but have a plan that accommodates for that not being part of the equation as well, which could mean that if you're able, one of the things that was kind of uh, rough because I was, you know, in a foreign country when I did this is I was not allowed to do what would probably have been ideal in between that I thought of a lot of the time and that for some people might be which is work the bare minimum number of hours you need to pay the bills and not have that be a constant stress so you can have a part-time job perhaps oh yeah and then you free up you still don't have five full-time days a week where you're having to do a a full-time job but you lessen the burden on the other side a little bit. That can be a good in-between. And I wasn't, right. for the visa that I was on and being in this country, I was legally not allowed to take a part-time job. Oh, okay, okay. And so that kind of eliminated that option. But had it been kind of switched at the time, I wanted, I even talked with my boss um, because I was. it was not the amount of hours I was tied to, but the employer I was tied to with my visa It's more accurate to say. Yeah. So with my boss i even talked with him about like reducing hours and stuff and they really like they wanted someone that was very like i understand like they're a young company they wanted someone very ambitious in this marketing role and they wanted to do it full-time but that was my first thought was like i would rather reduce my hours and yeah but it's what it is
1: yeah i mean it's interesting to think about like how many creative minds are being stifled by having to work those nine to five or 9, to, nine yeah. to 6 or whatever they do um, like how many people who would actually create something beautiful if they just had the the energy after a day of just regular work yeah. I mean, I'm just
0: checking to make sure that I have everything I should plug in sorry for the break podcast I'm making sure that I plug in my uh, phone so that there's no battery issues or anything like that in the middle of uh, in the middle of filming looks like looks like it's a, it's a good thing gave me the 20% warning but it's still filming
1: okay uh, that's good
0: yeah
1: i think if it's under 5% or something it stops recording or something yeah.
0: like that all right all right false alarm we're we're good we're good to go for now insurance yes. sake no one wants to talk for 40 minutes and have it then realize that, that... <laughs> yeah that it wasn't going the whole time
1: it was 5 minutes and then
0: <laughs> nothing rip it happens uh, I've seen some really fit, like big podcasts where that's happened with. Actually, it f- seems to even happen. I was telling you that one, No Jumper, uh, That's oh, yeah. a lot of hip hop stuff, and they definitely had an episode not that long ago where they were like just like a third of the way into the episode, it just became like a black screen, and it just like text was like, "Oh, sorry, our camera died in the middle of it." And it was like, <laughs> it was like an hour long interview with some famous rapper. Oh, but yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, that's gotta suck. But um. I was thinking if there's anything more on that kind of level or that that kind of thought. Um, I think if anyone's thinking of doing it, yeah, have a plan, have support for it. And um, the other thing, too, is, you know, have realistic expectations. And from realistic expectations set, I'm sure we'll do at some point, like, some episode where we will focus more on, like, goal setting and, like, some, like techniques that people use to set attainable goals and things like that. But focus on, I would really recommend people early on, for example, focus less on like, um, you can have in your mind, I want to get myself on this huge playlist on Spotify, or I want to have a thousand followers, or I want to do whatever. You have these like numbers that may be big for you where you're at at the time or something. And I think it's better to focus on one of the best things that I think has helped me a lot is the days, especially during the months I've been really organized and I'll wake up every morning, I'll write like what I want to do that day. And like one of the first things is always like gain one new friend or fan today. And it's literally like through responding to people on Reddit, through replying to people, talking about something you wrote a song about on Twitter, whatever the method is, like focusing on that one, that one person building at a time, because, you know, coming from marketing, word of mouth is like the best way. And so winning one person over can have a lot more impact than just one person's voice
1: so you feel that the the main problem with many people is that they aim too high too soon and end up just losing momentum when they realize that shit i can't do this like
0: yeah i think they not only do they lose momentum maybe but i think they also set themselves up to waste time and money on things that don't work because if your goal is only validated by like i'm gonna get a certain number of plays or something like that It's easy for people to get kind of hooked into these like people who are going to help you get plays on Spotify when it's really like bots or you're not, you know, a month later, you're going to waste money on it that you really shouldn't be wasting, especially if you are going to leave your job or reduce your hours. And you're, you're chasing those numbers, thinking that what made people is getting to those like benchmarks when in reality that goes away as soon as you stop paying. Same thing goes with. With Instagram, people might have a goal of like that they're gonna. They see rappers like growing and popping off via Instagram, and yeah. so they think that they need to like fake a big Instagram following. But people see through pretty quickly if you have fifteen thousand followers and only eighty two people like every picture that you yeah. put up. Because I can put some hashtags on things and get a hundred likes with five hundred followers. So it's it's not people people kind of see what you what you're doing and i think setting setting the wrong types of goals it lets people buy into kind of like uh shitty strategies early on it makes yeah. them more susceptible in yeah. addition to like losing momentum like you're like you're saying yeah
1: hmm. so what do you think about like um instagram rappers like new instagram rappers that basically well, they're like coming up on that platform yeah and i mean they're rapping about like all the money and all the stuff that like how can they have right. that they don't have a following
0: yet they're just coming up and yeah there's a see- lot of there's a lot of people like which I'm 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 glad they haven't ever done this but there's a lot of people rapping lines like I'm a choke bitch and they've never choked a bitch i <laughs> mean I'm, be, I'm be, like that's not that's not part of their life that like that shit is not like and and people this goes back to the money like I, I don't know i mean yeah
1: i mean if it's consensual then
0: um oh, yeah. but, <laughs> no, <laughs> reverse podcast no but we stranded we've, we've wandered into the all right maybe we, maybe we start a sexual habits uh you know a, 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 like don't kink shame podcast or something like that at some point we got ideas for a spin-off it's only episode one this is good <laughs> um but no i think like people coming up like that way and like faking that it's interesting because what Obviously, I like had done a lot of thinking about this of like because this is stuff I'm trying to do myself not through the same methods But I want to grow in in that genre of music as well and one thing I've noticed is that you know, you get a lot of You get a lot of people who um, You get a lot of people who They they do this for for like a certain amount of time And they have trouble transitioning into, like, a real-life role of that in that they can kind of fake and sometimes even get a little bit going on Instagram. But if so much of the focus, like, comes around, like, (laughs) like, throwing a pile of money up in the air that you, like, you and all your homies took out of the bank and pulled together so you could do it for a day and then had to put it back so you could pay your rent. Like... If it centers around that, that doesn't always translate to like getting people to shows and and people no. actually wanting to listen to your music. It, it becomes more you're like uh, Boom Gang or some of these people on Instagram that were re- like become more known for like the video content or the pranks and things around that. Yeah. But-
1: but I mean, do you think that that's an actual method that people use? They take loans from the bank or oh, hundred percent, and rent cars like yes. fancy cars, yeah, oh, yeah, just, just to make... all the time,
0: all the time, and not just in not not just in hip hop. That, that's a big thing in um, in entrepreneurship as well, hundred percent. People who put CEO in their bio. Um, and, yeah. and te- like they are, but it doesn't mean they're CEO of a successful company, no. but they, you know, show things off. Abso- absolutely. People, people rent stuff just to stunt for a day and then, and then have to have to take it back. This was a problem when I got into kind of a tangent, but I, I did a bunch of, uh, online marketing when I was, when I was younger where I would like sell affiliate products. Oh yeah. And I saw it even like, even back then. In sales pages from people who had absolutely nothing going weren't even a name on the internet a month before and then their sales page was just like the cheesiest like here I am with my Lamborghini and like yeah like I want to like you know and uh, and like yeah that's been like that's been a thing for a long time but it definitely like absolutely happens with like Instagram rappers and stuff.
1: But do you think that's, like, is it a beneficial, like, method for those rappers? Like, let's say... Can be. Can be. Because, I, I mean, mean like, if, if they're rapping about... Sort of like the, these, like, yeah, new school it till you make it. Yeah, but, I mean, like, these new school, like, trap rappers. Hmm. Like, it's it's a lot about, like, the
0: lifestyle. The, the lyrics
1: are a lot, yeah, a lot yeah. about
0: flexing and... I don't want to like, say definitively because I haven't done it and seen it fail. I don't really plan to do it. No. no. But, but I think the thing about, uh, like, a lot of those things where you, in, in anything, because it's at least from a business background, like, when you, like, things things tend to come, like, crashing down eventually if they're not actually built on anything. Yeah. And that goes, n- like, not just in businesses and things, but, but absolutely for people building up artistic following. You can only kind of, like, fuel that fire for so long. And um, I think that I think that it can be beneficial, but the other thing to think about is that a lot of the people who are actually successful with those types of methods that we don't see have other, other connections that are helping them service other sides of what they're doing. Like they, they have um, like people who are management that is that is helping them book shows in, in the background where their their strategy of, of flexing on Instagram is not really the main thing it appears that that's what's like getting them big but it might not necessarily be they have other connections and they yeah. can use them in that way but it's definitely not to say that it has never worked for like people to do the fake to make thing it's just not what I would recommend and it's becoming the other thing too is for the people who it has worked like the time has passed like it, it's Everything's becoming more and more saturated by the day, and it's only going to get worse. And it's becoming a meme of itself. Like more and more people are more quick to latch on to, like, random white boy with an unfitted grill and some bills that he borrowed, flexing on Instagram. Yeah, it, it becomes like pretty. There's there's like a, a smaller and smaller slice of people that will are, will be fooled and think that it's like genuinely cool. Yeah. At this point, but
1: yeah and even even the rappers that do come up fast, i mean they usually burn out pretty fast as well, yeah they don't often build long lasting careers
0: That exactly and if and if you're if you this is the other thing too if your fandom comes from something that kind of burned really hot and fast, it's really easy for people those same people to get distracted and move on to the next thing very quickly if yeah. if that's what you like if you didn't really build. You know, it's it's like um, having a like having a hit song is a really good way to get discovered. Yeah. But it's not necessarily a good way to have like a dedicated like everyone would want it. But at, like a dedicated fan, once they come in and like start listening, you have to like you have to have other things. You know what I mean? You have to build something along. There's a, there's plenty of times I've heard a song that I really like, and I'll click on the person's name because it came up on my Discover Weekly, and it's very clearly there. Only like interesting song that they've made, and everything else is really boring and has 600 plays, and I, I just kind of yeah. bounce out. So um, I think that goes that same kind of thing happens. Where if you have a hit account on Instagram by being big in that way, you better have something to back it up for the long term and yeah. have built a relationship, or it's not gonna last for you. Let's take a second to, to recognize our uh, sponsor here. This is uh what would you say, catchy, tetchy, catchy, catchy. 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 I don't know, Catchy. Catchy. some sort Catchy. of, yeah, some sort of Italian thing, uh, I can't, and you guys can see as well, I don't know, but, uh, you know, in- enjoy that, we are, thank you for the not free bottle of wine, but feel free to, feel free, feel free to sponsor us, um, do you want to talk about, uh, the music we've... Looked at, listened oh, yeah. to this Absolutely. week.
1: Should we start with the uh, the indie one, the one that you found?
0: Yeah, do we, or do we want to go? Uh, Should
1: we go from? Top?
0: I almost feel like top to bottom, top like from the biggest, yeah, the biggest person oh, okay, first, okay. and then we'll, we'll see see what we want to do. Sure. Hmm? Um. So the first one that we have was uh, Action Bronson. White Bronco. White Bronco yeah <laughs> a lot of a lot of bronco sounds in that one yep. what did what did you what, what are your thoughts on that your initial reaction I'll come a second here
1: well i actually don't know like i'm i am a hip-hop fan i am a fan of, of hip-hop and different types of hip-hop it could be like modern r&b trap rap it could be like um like old, old school boom bap style rap yeah mm. see hip hop and everything like that instrumental hip hop but i just have to say that i i just don't feel it like this, this project yeah no no I, I mean it's just it seems a bit lackluster. I mean, I know mm. that people have been waiting for his return to music for a while now because he's been, right. like, doing cooking shows and everything. I've, I've seen it I've since he's been around, now. like, Vice's office or something like exactly. that. Exactly. But I, th- I think I read something about him leaving Vice, actually, because he okay. felt like he was underpaid and underappreciated. So so he was gonna <laughs> go a different direction. I saw some
0: report that, uh, a while ago of, like, some people, like, complaining about him in the Vice office just being, like, yeah, action runs and, like, he just... <laughs> Like doesn't do a lot and smells like weed and talks to people all day and then and then him putting out like I'm underpaid and underappreciated
1: Well, yeah, I mean there's two sides to every story, yeah, of course, but, but anyway um I've read like on forums and stuff about people's opinions about this album and I yeah. feel like uh, like a solid opinion that I read was that uh, this was his first project in a while where he used different producers for his tracks instead of going with like oh really okay with yeah uh, instead of just going with, for one producer mm-hmm. for the entire project. Um, so I just feel like even though it's I mean it, it works, but it's not a very cohesive album. It's it's just right. a bunch of different songs, and I I, I do yeah. enjoy the beats. They're very yeah. I'd jazz-y. be interested in
0: knowing who did which track because I actually one of my. I like made a note that like probably my favorite part was the instrumentals in some of the Absolutely. Mo- well, not I should make sure I'm saying how I mean it. that my favorite part overall of the album was the production, the instrumentals. Oh, yeah, but for also sure. in individual songs there were plenty of them where I was like eh, on the on the vocals and still really like liked the the beat and what was going on with the instrumental. A lot of them sounded like live recordings rather than beats. Yeah, so it just sounded well. like
1: it sound like him rambling on top of stuff like he yeah. it felt like he was sitting in the studio just making some notes and um, then just trying to flow and not really yeah. doing any like prior songwriting to going into the studio just I wasn't to...
0: I wasn't as like cuz we talked about this a little bit before. I wasn't I didn't feel that like as much as you did when we were talking about uh like was the um, like the lazy delivery and and stuff like that some I fell in on some things but some of the songs I thought like like there was some energy to but uh, I will say when we talk about the songwriting aspect of it uh, yeah it, like the this this album has a a lot of laziness in the songwriting and it my, one of my first reactions, especially within the first couple of tracks, which, again, were ones that I really liked the instrumentals on, yeah. um, was that it seemed like kind of just grasping for any uh, like any rhyme. At the end of a line, there would be things, lots, lots of things that didn't actually relate to what was said the rest of the line, just like pause for half a beat, telephone. And it was like, okay, well, I guess you needed that one, but it doesn't really have anything to do with, with what you were talking about. So that was a little bit... Yeah, it, it, it just
1: felt like the lyrical content was lacking. It was it was basically rapping for the sake of rapping. It it didn't feel like it. There was much that was needed to be said. It was just like a bunch of of, of words. It, yeah. was, it was just like I was trying to think of who is this album for? Who 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 wants to listen to this? Like. The,
0: yeah, I don't know. I, I just wasn't feeling it. Did you? Okay. So something that I had noted here because I listened to it like a million times. So there's got to be something wrong on my computer or something. And then I listened on like another speaker and stuff like that. I swear there's like an audio artifact, like a like pop in one of his songs. Okay. That I could not see, like really, like getting through uh, at one minute and sixteen seconds on the second track. I kept oh, okay. replaying and there's just like it's really weird. Like sounds when I, like a, I don't know. It sounds like when like CPU gets overloaded while you're recording and just like a little like a little, you... little peak or something like that. It was pretty weird, but yeah. okay, that's
1: weird. I haven't. Yeah. No, I, I didn't know. It was that. pretty
0: subtle. Like it. The, the, I I I barely heard it and then I went back and I was like, oh, it's definitely there. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. That's that's to me. That's something I would have in one of my songs. Not not someone at that level. But we'll see. Yeah. Well but let's see um, oh okay one of the things that um, uh, I first of all like we have to say like Action Bronson has uh, he has an interesting voice and I think that's like it's it's big in like in rap delivery in general and like people liking artists and stuff and I can appreciate that and I like the instrumentals one of the things that I didn't like which this was another thing that if that audio artifact was not just me and that was something that actually is in there Um, another thing that kind of surprised me is some of the, the mixing on the, um, like sound effects that they used in this were so like loud and blown out. I really didn't like, uh, some of the, like, there was first of all, one song, which interesting choice opens with just like 20 seconds of screaming. Okay. Um, so that's interesting. And it's very loud, and you turn it down because of that, and then he's too quiet, so you have to turn the track back up. Uh, there's another song, might be the one right before it, or two before that, and it ends with kind of a skit, like some sounds of like a, a block party and things, and then uh, and gunshots. And okay. not only do you expect gunshots to be loud, but... Um, I don't know if he's going for some realism shit or what but in a, in a song it, it was too much and also a lot of the sound effects had the same kind of like saturation and distortion that he like has on his voice at some points okay. and that just made them sound so harsh when it's like a gunshot or someone's scream and it's kind of like intentionally blown out a bit uh, and that was kind of like uh, seemed kind of weird like for, for someone at that level and who's definitely has engineers working on that 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 had I don't know that was an interesting choice I don't so yeah, I wouldn't think it would be something that just I mean, slips I f- through. But I
1: feel like the entire album is kind of, it feels a bit live-ish. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of raw. I don't know if that was mm. the intention. I mean, but but yeah, there, there's no excuse for like having like sound effects sounding like cheap and amateurish at yeah. that at that level. Uh, no. that he's at. Um, like overall, I don't feel like it's a. It's not a bad album per se. I mean, no. it, it's like. I enjoyed the the last half more than the first actually I feel like he sort sure, of like got into it a bit more um and but it was it was definitely the first half that sounded the most lazy to me like where he had some yeah some some rhymes and some some bars where it's just like
0: having some features in the second half helped too maybe yeah I said yeah. rocky probably had a better verse than any of uh oh yeah his sure. verses on it uh the, but anyway did you have any Favorite tracks or tracks that you liked that stood out? I like the... there's one called Irishman Freestyle, which I think is oh, yeah, the second, second one. Second track. That I, okay. I enjoyed that. I think I liked the instrumental a lot on it, too.
1: Yeah. No, actually, I can't really say that I have... wasn't like, like a, a stand yeah. Because that's, that's the thing with the album. It was, like, overall an okay experience that you can just listen through and just have in the background. But there's no. nothing that sticks out to me. There's nothing that, that just it's just a very average album to me it's it's, yeah. not, it's not bad it's not good like uh it just is. i actually actually had a, a tough time getting through it like mm, listening yeah. to it and just one sitting it was
0: yeah it was
1: difficult but so i don't know what are we doing are we doing number ratings <laughs> I, haven't, yeah, I haven't thought about sure. this
0: like a, if we want to do like a
1: no I, I feel like it's it's fair i feel like we should do like a should we do out of ten or? sure what would you go we, for? Should, should we do it with like decimal points as well, or uh, let's do to the half? Uh, yeah, 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 not like 7.2 8, or seven
0: or yeah,
1: but like seven point five. <laughs> right. That's fine. Yeah, I would, I would give it a five out
0: of ten. Five out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I'd probably go with like maybe five and a half. If yeah, I, I'm I'm in that area where you you kind of like.
1: But you're also more of a hip hop guy. You also like yeah, um, more, and I still like, like they, you can appreciate the small things that I might actually miss out yeah, on. Yeah, it
0: would like. It's kind of like I give the the like th- the production on it is much higher, the delivery and like is yeah, middle I mean. and the songwriting low and it kind of is, like averages itself out somewhere somewhere yeah. in the middle to me.
1: Yeah, I mean the instrumentals like themselves if, if they yeah. were an album I would probably lean towards like a, a seven mm-hmm. or something like that. So I mean I I agree with you, one hundred
0: percent. Yep. Um, all right, let's go. Let's go on the one that I think we both enjoyed. Yeah, more absolutely. Um, Tell a little bit about this one. You you found this yes, album for us to talk about.
1: Exactly. Um, the second album uh, that we're talking about today is by uh, a duo called Former Vandal. Uh, the album is called The Grieving Young, um, and well, basically they're a duo uh, like. I think I discovered. Uh, I didn't actually know they were duo. No, no, I actually discovered their music, um, maybe a year ago or something. Uh, but I didn't really listen that much to to them, and I think they were basically just one guy at first. I think it okay. was uh, th- this guy called Quinn Wentz. Uh, he does guitars and he sings. Um, yeah. So previous releases were leaning more towards like electronic pop with a more like dancey twist. Okay. Um, but basically i think that for this new album he um got together with this other guy called christian christian del zoppo or something like that and it's just for this album
0: though. Uh, no no so I, think, far, I, th- I think um this christian guy joined the band but i mean is this the first release they've done together as an, uh, as, for an album as far as i right, know like
1: yeah. there's not much information to be found okay. but but from what i could gather like cuz i i saw on um on their um their band camp. Basically, yeah. it said that uh, Form of Vandal was an alt pop deadbeat.
0: Okay. So I was actually going to ask, like, how you. Yeah. Wait. So it was
1: basically like everything was written in, like, singular. Uh, so I, I think it was just uh, okay. Quinn at first, and then this Christian guy joined uh, on drums and percussion for the, for the new album. Um, so it's basically like. Well, what a blessing. Christian guy. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, continue. Please. Um, so basically the The new album is a, a bit different from his other releases. It's more more like guitar-based. It's more like um like retro styled, like 80s revival type pop. Okay. Um, with more focus on guitars than than any of the previous releases that he or they've had yeah. so far. Um I really enjoyed the the first well, first we have like an intro and then we have um, uh, the first real track called Parliaments. And it's mm-hmm. just like yeah. super catchy, super yep. danceable, like 80s style pop song. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- reminds me a lot about my favorite band, for an example, 1975. Oh. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel like fans of that band should definitely check these guys out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say uh, the album cover has a small text above the album title that okay. says, uh, A Sonic Recollection of Youth and Emotional Significance by Form of Vandal. And I feel that's a pretty yeah, apt description yeah. of... Yeah, I mean, some people might say that as, that's a bit too much, but... Uh,
0: but, okay, yeah. But I get that. Yeah, yeah it makes I sense mean, for this.
1: Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, mm. it makes sense. Like, the album just gives you, like, a really nostalgic vibe. Yeah. But yeah, it's that- still sort of like... It, it's not like a... 80s style album completely you can hear that it, it's that no image. you know you know
0: what i got uh which is uh i know you, you might be kind of like eh, i don't know about this but when i was listening what i got was some of what it sounded like to me is some of the like pop rock and alternative that like i used to listen to around the time i was in the bands like fallout boy and stuff except mm-hmm. except Mixed with electronic elements that had like softened the whole sound out a lot more than it would be sure without should. it Something like that It was kind of how I, that was one of my first thoughts when I started listening through their tracks could also be the same like sound of the Singers voice as well kind of just reminds me of some of those like 2000 sure. era indie pop bands as well. Yeah, sure.
1: I mean I get that I, I feel like There is that like, you barely th- touch your mind. Oh, I know I should I should get into that Cheers. Mm. <clears throat> Cheers. Um, basically, I feel like you're definitely right. But yeah. for an example, like I, I'm pretty sure that they're influenced by the 1975, and I would say that the 1975 from the beginning, mm-hmm. they're like, they're basically, well, at, at first anyway, they were mixing like, like pop, pop punk with. Yeah. With like uh, 80s style uh, mm-hmm. pop, so it's. But what I liked about this album as well was that it it's very varied. It has very like many different types of songs. It, some like really electronic ballads and some more guitar based uh, songs. Mm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It, like one of the tracks that I really liked was one mm-hmm. of the one ones that were like the most like modern style track uh it was one called blow mm-hmm. um it's basically a very danceable electronic beat like it has sampled vocals and keeps the guitars to a minimum until like a huge solo comes in uh-huh. and it's it's a bit yeah. cliche but it still it still works like it's it's a, it's a very catchy song and we also have Party foul and Belladonna two tracks that I
0: really enjoyed that. Yeah, right? I wrote those as two of my fa- three favorites. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like
1: it's really like nice, like enjoyable, like. I really like the of... shift
0: in the in the album during that part of the, for the softer, like yeah. more ambient songs. I thought that was nice.
1: Exactly, like it's more like power ballads, almost like ambient mm. pop ballads. Um, yeah. Very nostalgic and and dreamy. Um, uh, like if we were to talk about the weaker parts of the album, mm-hmm. I would say that it would come down to the the lyrical content. Um, sure. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like this album is supposed to be like sort of like a nostalgic recollection. Right.
0: It's like talking about story, like it's like stories and feelings of of being younger as being well, younger, which yeah are kind of at their core. Less articulate and a little more yeah exactly in that more, way yeah
1: m- more simplistic it's like a few come on about... action Bronson you gotta have a reason gotta have a, gotta have a reason to dumb it down yeah, exactly they yeah. have like you can feel that their intention was to create an album that was supposed to like sort of take you back to to the days when things were a bit simpler like oh. when you were but but still not not like felt that way because you were younger yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but, but I mean so they have an excuse the action Bronson
0: release well, I don't know about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um no I, I I like that as well and uh but I also I agree with you know there were some songs but but it, as well as like it feels like on this project you know you're almost like looking for a place to fall rather than something jumped out is actually wrong with it right a- you know what i mean like that yeah, i was still you know quite enjoyed what was
1: yeah 100 going on yeah i think uh, that
0: i had written for my kind of standout tracks i just noted three there were actually quite a few that i liked but yeah um but i had party foul belladonna I actually had baby boy at the beginning yeah. um just a lot of the early songs had uh a very like catchy um like it was easy to like kind of get them in your head vibe yeah. to them this baby boy was just one of the first ones that for whatever reason the melody like stuck with me the most but i like a lot of you know a lot of the early ones
1: yeah hmm? absolutely yeah i feel like the the first half of the album might be the best i mean like one could say that the album is maybe a bit too long it's 57 minutes right yeah tracks, it's a long one mm. and for being basically the day I kind of like the second half
0: I mean Personally, I, do, I I do too, like okay, I liked them both. It was just that the first half for me almost got more like there like there were more a lot more energy in the first half, oh, but yeah, it for also sure. for sure some of the songs were if there was close to anything in this album where parts of it sounded too much the same, I kind of didn't want I was kind of ready by the time the slower songs came, I was kind of ready for a break from one kind of fast poppy song to yeah. the next, and I kind of liked the. I just felt like they stuck to the the
1: ambient part a bit too much too long, for the long. for the mid to mm. late part of the album, um, but it's still a, a great album. Like as as far as I could tell, they don't have a record label or anything. And
0: yeah, I was gonna ask you about that for for just two guys that created mm. this album. Like I was fifty-seven say, minutes, sixteen tracks. I had a impressive. note that I wanted to talk about on that note as well. We about the. Um, Uh, The label thing and then also thinking about something if you look at the I don't know if you spent much time looking through the amount of plays that each song on the uh, album had on Spotify, for example, Um, which was if you if you look through, you can see um, quite quickly that uh, there's there is a huge discrepancy. Okay. So, in in the amount of songs, uh, plays per per song. Is there like and a drop off in in the middle? It's not as it's not as much of just a drop off in the middle, but it is certain songs along the way. And the reason I wanted to to bring this up because it's something we were kind of talking about. This will absolutely come up like things uh, you know how to get music discovered in like 2018, 2019 soon and stuff like that. But I think that actually speaks volumes to the fact that there are plenty of songs on this album or at least a few of them that have tens of thousands of plays at this point that are up in I think like the 30 to 50 or 60,000 range. And when I was looking at their particular, I noticed they have something like 53,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Yeah. Party Foul and Belladonna and a couple other songs that weren't just like those that were slow on the album yeah, have less than 1,000 plays. Okay. They aren't even counted yet. They're still in the less than 1,000 oh. mark. And the reason I thought that was, was interesting or important to bring up is that um, it really speaks to like how music is discovered right now, because I can all but guarantee that those, which deservedly so because they're good songs, but some of the songs that have much higher play counts um, are in some playlists at this point. Yeah. And it's much more common, even for a band like that, that has clearly built some following, you know what I mean? He's, he or they now have got some like people that are you know excited for their stuff and will listen to it when it comes out. Yeah. You know, it's obviously... Uh, you definitely listen to, to music a little different when a lot of discovery right now is happening because a particular song is on a playlist. The vast yeah. majority of those people probably do not go, or I know they don't go, and listen then to the album that song is from start to finish, and yeah. it's quite a, I feel like that's more, of course, everyone has favorite songs, but I feel like if you used to have a CD of a song, and you could see, like, how many plays you had on each one, or something like that, even if there were ones you skipped more often, if people looked across all their listenership, it's a pretty big difference to have, you know, a fairly new album, and say one thing's got 60, 70,000 plays, and another has... We can't see. Yeah, 300, 700. Yeah. You know? Um, And it's not any kind of... Because some of those ones with lower play count were some of my favorite songs, like we talked about. I really liked them. So it's not any, like, uh, any dig at them or anything like that. But I just thought that was interesting to note because I was, like, saw their monthly listener thing. I was like, hey, wait a minute. Like, why aren't these, you know, showing up as much there?
1: What do you feel like they should do to bring up the... the, Like, to actually get listeners? Because, I mean...
0: I don't think... I don't know if they need to.
1: Okay. Because I feel like... Yeah like bands of that. I think it's okay for people
0: to just pick and choose, but
1: Sure. I mean there's always gonna be fans that enjoy just the the one like the popular songs, the songs that are on the list. But I mean isn't it most artists go to actually find people that enjoy their sound and want to listen to their like the record that was created and
0: of course of course that's the ideal. I just think that that was never exactly how it went, but it's even less so now when it's you yeah. discover music in different ways and things like that. I mean, what if if they were that concerned about it, then what I would do. Pro tip for any artists right now that are, are listening to music: if if they were like, okay, I'm really sad that these mellower songs aren't getting plays. How can we boost these above and bring them in line with the rest of the album? Yeah, I would literally uh, go on Spotify and I would Google or Google. I would I would search on Spotify for um, you know mellow hits like Mellow Indie, like Calm Indie, Ambient Indie, Ambient Hits, whatever. Yeah. Look through the playlists that come up for those searches. See who makes them. Almost everyone who has that, even if they don't have a way to submit to them, like they don't put an email in the playlist description or something, then they're playing easy mode for you. But most people don't. Uh, But almost everyone, their Spotify account is linked to Facebook and has the same profile picture as their Facebook. Oh, okay. So pro tip, you go and see what their name is. You search that name on Facebook see find the one that has the same profile picture send them a message preferably not with a link on the first message and let them know why you're reaching out and that you found them send them a friend request a lot of times they won't reach back but that is absolutely a used strategy right now where people are um that's like getting music placed on certain playlists doing that that's that's like a key because the the no matter how fast they build and do more shows and go through kind of traditional channels of building more plays and more fans you know it's kind of like fighting fire with fire if they really wanted to catch songs up with songs that were on big playlists they need to get other ones you know positioned to be as easily discovered yeah, yeah. anything else you want to say on that one
1: um well basically the absolute like like weakest point of the album isn't actually like it, it's not even an issue it's a non-issue but mm-hmm. it's it was basically the the song titles like with like, i didn't even pay attention to them titles but... such as blow yeah. summer jobs new suburban
0: gothic oh, i mean to be and honest and baby, Bo- baby boy was kind of creepy yeah even even though i like the song i, I was kind of creeped out by baby boy <laughs> uh, It makes me it reminded about, me of always sunny it's always sunny yeah. exactly i was gonna i was gonna <laughs> baby say baby <that>. boy danny boy
1: <laughs> uh yeah. No, but right. but anyway, uh, like I would strongly recommend the album. Yes. To, to anyone. I would do, kn- and it's not even the genre I listen to a lot. Exactly. I mean, that's something that we could get into, like mm-hmm. saying that I'm I'm mostly like a like a pop, R and B, electronic, like yeah, like
0: your average listening day has a lot of that on.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it's it's very varied. But like, for for an example, like in this podcast, you're gonna notice. This is our hip-hop expert, and I might be more into... A... No, no, you're definitely... Anyways. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I would definitely recommend the album to anyone who's a fan of, like just fun indie pop like it, yeah. it it's a great listen like you can some of the tracks work for like parties some of the tracks yeah. are just perfect for the bus ride Definitely. home after the party or before the party or it's just it got this really nice vibe to it and i would recommend it for fans of the 1975 laney and uh, the vocals actually reminded me of this australian group called chase atlantic i don't know if you have can i don't think so no um like they they've got a different sound but they kind of reminded like old chase atlantic sounded a bit like this actually and yeah so um i would recommend it for people who like those bands and anyone who's just into like like fun guitar based pop with yeah. with some synths and stuff mm-hmm. um, i think
0: uh i'll go first for this one so you went first for the last one on a rating absolutely for it uh i would i would go with and i think you know it all comes down to like Actually I'm just I'm not even gonna preface it. I will say um I would go with uh, maybe an eight on this one.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was I was leaning towards um
0: I'd Say seven and a half to eight y- for me.
1: Exactly. That's exactly where I'm at. I was going with like uh, like a strong seven point five or a mm-hmm. week eight eight. But, yeah. but actually for the sake of just being like their first like long, full length album working uh, together as well. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like doing this by themselves, as far as I know, like without the be- like the support of a label, like just two guys, I- I'm giving it an A, without yeah. a doubt. Like I-, I enjoyed it, and I think that a lot of people would enjoy it too if they just check it out. Hmm. Um, but uh, just just a notice that from now on, I feel like they should work a bit more on their like lyrical like hmm. on their lyrics. I think but- it would
0: it, w- it will be telling as well on whatever they release next if if, the, if they have the excuse any longer that it's a little bit related to the aesthetic of the project yeah. or yeah. not, right? And then you got yeah, to exactly. say I mean, work I, on it.
1: I feel like this was the album that they they had to write. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it makes sense and it just, like the aesthetic of the album, it just, the lyrics work, but I would like to see <clears throat> them continue on the same sort of musical path, but maybe doing it like a bit, trying to make, like write a, more mature lyrics Yeah, from now on. Uh, but, In the end, that's up to them. If they prefer what they're doing now, I mean, kudos to them for still making good songs. Um, So, I would just say, check them out on like Spotify or Apple Music or, well, your streaming service of choice. Yeah. Um, Or
0: the one you don't like. Or the one you don't like. Shake it up. Go listen to it on Tidal. Absolutely.
1: Don't they get more money from the...
0: Yeah, probably. Go listen to it on Tidal. If If you like it, they get more per play. Uh alright, let's go to our, our indie, our small release for this uh for this period of this this episode. Um basically we have uh a you an album from um Anthony Huang, who is um indie hip hop artist that I've come into contact with and I have like a couple features on here, so we're gonna talk about that as well. Um He's from Charlottesville, Virginia, if I have it right, yes. Um has been doing some hip hop for for a number of years and is is in college at this point, doing that kind of part time alongside studies and and some other things. Um, so we want I wanted to basically we wanted to take this part of the segment each week or I guess maybe two weeks right now, but however we're doing it. But but uh, each episode and kind of put a spotlight on someone who. There's no there's no label, there's no kind of big momentum yet or anything like that. And it's just ground up who's, who's got something they've put out and let's let's talk about how it went and um and how they did and our general thoughts. So Second Wave was a, I believe, ten track uh project and um it's got uh it was an interesting one. And I know that I that uh, that I I know Anthony, I've talked with him plenty, um, so I will kind of in, a, in an attempt to not be, I want to be very kind of uh, as impartial as possible on this, and it's good to have yeah. someone else like in on it um, because I think that as well. It's there were there were things that I liked, and I have let him know in person, it's or not in person, but you know through messages. Uh, and there are things that I was not as hot on, and I want to be able to talk about those as well. I think it's yeah. important if you're one thing to think about if you're an artist. It's very um, if you're you know, there's there's a line between like ego and confidence, and if if your ego is too big to take feedback, you're gonna have a tough a tough time uh, improving and things like that. So we'll we'll get into that in a second. Um, just kind of in like a rapid fire way, and then you jump in when you want, or you can come in uh, after. But um, for the thing, the things that um, stood out as uh, so. This is first of all, this is um, for, for if we haven't really touched on it. This is almost exclusively like a hip-hop and rap album a couple of you know it's some sung choruses and things but that's that's the genre that we're working in uh i believe he did most of the production himself uh on it and which was which was impressive i thought some of the the production and beats i would say highlights for me um production uh i like even if even if flow faltered at times i like his like Vocal tone I always kind of think that like I don't have a very interesting voice and so I like to hear people like whenever I'm rapping I'm like "Ah, I wish I had a little more grit or something so I liked I liked uh, hearing that in his Uh, Vocal tone of of his delivery um, With the instrumentals and then the um, Both in the instrumentals and the um, Choruses I think this album did a really good job with um, With melody and having some some catchiness in the hooks and things like that, yeah where I think the weaker parts come in, we've talked about some of the features and the mixing of said features, yeah um which was rough in places and one thing that that stuck out for me there are some like uh some like there were there were definitely tracks on here where there were flow issues where I would have wanted to go back and record if I had. Kind of myself, where I was kind of like, okay, that sounds like you're trying to rush words or awkwardly pausing, or it should be kind of, if you've done done it for a few years, you want to listen closely and make sure you go back and redo these, Or I, I think it would be a good idea yeah. uh, to do. It's not like, not to the point that it's ruining because most of the time his rapping is on beat, but those were things I noticed. And um, the the final thing I wanted to say before I open this up a little more is um, the one thing that I, that I was... Honestly probably my my main sticking point for this project was the the lyrics of the hooks. Okay. In that the lyrics of the verses um were in in general were were fine and like weren't like most of the time weren't like overly cheesy and they made sense and things like this and so that was that was okay with me but a lot of the hooks had they had these great melodies be it from his voice or from following along with the beat but it was, but it would be a very repetitive, dull message, and I think that's kind of a, um, a pretty common thing because I know I've had that. Especially, I've definitely, it's definitely something I've had to practice and get better at in my own music. Is that writing hooks? Sometimes you're so focused on get, making something that's catchy that you forget to make it an extension of whatever you're talking about in your song to the oh, point yeah. that it sounds like you're really saying something instead of just a couple lines that repeat and can be a little bit corny on their on their own. That was one thing I took issue with on some some of the tracks, but Yeah. Anyways I'll let you say what you what you're what you're thinking or what you have Yeah, I was actually
1: like I I couldn't really find that much information since you chose the album. Mm. Um uh, but I actually I enjoyed it. I thought it was better than the Action Bronson album. If I'm being honest, <laughs> right. look uh, at Anthony. Props, props for that one. And I'm I'm sorry, Action. You're 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 good. If you if you ever see this, I mean, that, like, n- no offense. Everyone you're, you're, everyone you're, has their everyone has their off days. Their off albums. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, uh, sure. You can tell that this album was made by a new artist. Right. Or someone, so it's someone, more amateur level. Or absolutely. Like yeah. the production, everything. But I. Mm. Did enjoy the beats a lot. I yeah. didn't know if if he
0: like yeah. produced them himself.
1: Like, but no. Knowing... I had
0: to confirm with him because I forget. But he does produce, and I think I think that he was that he did make.
1: But but knowing that he might have produced yeah. a lot of tracks, yeah, that's impressive to me because mm-hmm. that was the well the main thing that I like. If I got that wrong, so, sorry, Anthony. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the beats had a very like unique vibe to them. Yeah, they're, they're all very like electronic and yeah, like, a lot of them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and. Yeah, I just really thought they were unique, but he made it work in, in, mm-hmm. in a very yeah. good way. He has a good voice, like there you is. said, solid tone. Um, and the delivery is just like you said, it, it's yeah. it's really on point for the most part. But there are a few places mm-hmm. where you can tell that, yeah, maybe he could have done it a bit better. But, yeah. but still, I wasn't that bothered like by put it. off by it yeah. no but yeah. did, but do you know is he like promoting this as an album or is it a mixtape? or is it more uh,
0: is it album more? is what he is what he's called it oh, okay mm. okay yeah but who goddamn knows these days
1: but and and also the the features <laughs> yes yeah we should get That's, into okay we'll t- let's talk about more. the features go ahead um, well I, I feel like risk basic-
0: bring yeah. bring out the chainsaws
1: <laughs> yep Um I just feel like a lot of the the features just it
0: fell flat for you.
1: Yeah, they definitely fell flat and did not work the, the way they like were intended to. Mm-hmm. Like, um, in in the case with the song uh, "Fire," uh, it had a feature of someone called. Uh, that was singing. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah exactly yeah. I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation but right. Nisha. Katreotin, k- 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 tre- k- tre- uh, I call uh, her k- Nisha. Nisha, yeah.
0: Nisha was singing on this
1: track. Yeah, she yeah. has a she has a lovely voice. Like her yes. tone is excellent, mm. it, but she's definitely flat on some parts. And I just feel like if they had put a bit more time into the production mm. on it, it would sound amazing instead of slightly off-putting. Like it's it's not yeah. it's not bad, but you you're still
0: like mm. I don't know. Uh, I, I, you know so so the song um the song ride that has a bunch of features that uh or sorry the 24 hours that has a bunch a uh, bunch of features Yeah. and then there's the song um because that well I'm sure we'll get to that some of the other people on that and then there's also the song uh ride that has the same singer that has Nishan yeah. again we went back and forth in, in uh when I was a little bit a part of this track and there was actually quite a big revision done on her part at, at the beginning and he was kind of questioning it and i said that like yeah you should change it like you know it would be like mean or anything like that but there's things that should should change about this but that was one i had a very similar reaction to to what you're saying of of um you know when it, it basically was like almost like you said it was almost like a A a good tool that wasn't used quite right. like you know, you know what I mean. Like she she sounds like this is someone who can sing a hell of a lot better than I can, and I'm like, wow, this 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 could sound really good with the you know the right engineering when both while she's recorded and then the production, you know, post production and and how you process it and make it big and uh but um, but yeah, it was it was uh, a little bit tough. I don't feel like it was brought out, and I think that was kind of an issue that um reared its head on a lot of the features in that the uh, the mixing that was done on voices that weren't his own maybe needed a little more attention or more time to get maybe feedback from the other people back and forth and, and however yeah. that went. But um, that was something that I kind of thought throughout so did and, he
1: engineer the album himself did he i like believe produce? so yeah 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 so maybe he's using like the same techniques that he would use for his own voice to, right you
0: know, to right produce the other and, that's, and that's a tough thing because you get stuff as well and and it can yeah you can need like a completely different approach for for different people and then it's also maybe hard to hear because what you may think sounds good on a first listen to their voice might be you know the other person says oh I've recorded myself 300 times. and I know for a fact that you need to like bring out the high end of the frequencies of my voice. If you want it to have any bite at all, or it's going to sound really dull on this, you know, or different, yeah. different things like that. And you, you just might not think of it if it's not your own that you've heard a lot and are invested in, um, you know, so that like, that was something I think could, the, the mixing on that could be improved. I know this is something that might be, I won't like, you know, like I said, like I, I enjoyed the album and we'll, we'll get to like scores and stuff in a minute, but I don't want to, and I, this is not at all, uh, you know, hanging him out to dry as an artist or anything, but something that I think could be learned. And this comes from directly from me as well, because I've done this with my projects in the past. I've set a certain date. I've gotten myself into a place where I'm like, okay, am I going to rush things and make the date? Or am I going, there's some things I really should revise and maybe I don't. I know that this album was intended to move a little more quickly than it did, at least from the parts that I like messages and when we went back and forth about my involvement in it. And I think that this is one where it like probably could have benefited from a little more of the kind of um, you know in in gaming. There's like I think you know uh, Blizzard and some other CD Projekt Red and some other game developers have can I take this technique and it's almost been coined as a phrase is theirs of like it's ready when it's ready and that they don't really announce release dates for things until it it could have already released and then the only reason they set a release date is to give themselves like a marketing window and and whatever Yeah. and I think that's a decent technique for artists to think about when you want to do whole projects if you're kind of rapid fire you want to do singles as soon as they're ready and that's your strategy I do a lot of that that's fine I get it but if you've got something, especially when you're bringing other people into it, where you know you're going to have to go back and forth with them, yeah, um, it's really hard it, to put yourself in a position where you're almost choosing between, I really wish they'd redo a take, or I really wish I had more time to figure out how I engineer this better, but I yeah. told everyone I'm doing it now, and I'm trying to get it done. And I think that, um, I think that, that maybe, it's, when it comes to the feature parts, maybe had a little bit of a, an effect on so of how some of those turned yeah. out was a little bit too tight of a yeah, deadline for those types of things.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I've seen if I had um, anything... I really liked... Uh, there's something called uh, Hit Me. I love the production on that one, and I thought it was actually kind of... Maybe back to what I was talking about earlier, there's no real... It's basically like a sample on the hook. There's no vocal melody throughout it Uh, it's just like some chops and they're buried quite low in the beat and it's mostly the beat that is making up the hook um and i actually thought that was that was one of my favorites uh the one there was one called one punch that was kind of more trappish and that was one of my least favorite i thought it was kind of got away from some of the things i liked the most about uh the production and different things that he'd done with it and i think that one suffered a little bit from that may be even the one or one of the ones that kind of sparked some of my thoughts on, uh, I don't know if I like some of the lyrics of the you know, it was like, you know, one punch I'm the man type thing, and I it's kind of like "Eh, that's a little cornier than I think it didn't, it resonate with me uh, as much Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think those were kind of those were like one kind of a high and a low that I wanted to to talk about
1: Mm-hmm. So all in all, yeah. more focus on on writing lyrics and just not stressing. What for it the comes.
0: hooks? Yeah, I would say pay more attention to the hooks. To the hooks and and just and maybe give yourself more time with features. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would, that's what I would. One man's opinion. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where I would would go with it. I think if you are into. Um, as far as like you know, give give this a listen. I would encourage you to go do it again. Anthony Huang, and he's on um, uh, Spotify and everywhere now. This is originally because of the time thing we talked about. Originally came out just on SoundCloud, and now it's I looked today and it was out on Spotify and everything. It's on Apple Music as well. Yeah. So yeah. so um, so that is you can you can go find it there. It's called Second Wave. Um, encourage you to give a listen. As far as who will enjoy it the most, I think you're going to be someone who enjoys like discovering more indie hip-hop and and newer songs and also if you have a lot of the production has a really nice blend of some of these electronic elements you talk about but also with real instruments i know he um plays saxophone and is involved at his university with different band members who may have been brought in to record on on some of these and that could could lend itself Mm -hmm. uh to some of those i don't know exactly which are samples and which are uh are being played but um but yeah, I think I think if you're into that and you want to hear that, then definitely go take a listen to it. Uh, score wise, um, I would say
1: for me anyway, it's a six point five. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say that he has some stuff that he needs to work on, but I'm I'm giving it a six point five and in, in like in in the grand scheme of things, like not mm-hmm. thinking about. Where he's at right now, like it yeah. for being just uh, like an in the hip hop release from someone who's yeah. not well known. I mean, sure, I could give it a higher score, but, right? Yep. But like all in all, uh, yeah, six point five. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah.
0: We're on. We're 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 on. We're on the level. I was gonna I was gonna go with six point five to seven on it. So, um. But I think I think also that if I'm exactly as you say, if I'm judging it on the scale, that I would any any release, then I'd be then I'd be more leaning towards the six to six point five if I was judging it on the like indie artist and I'd be okay maybe more six not to seven and, and go that that's, way. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's kind of the the range I'm I'm in. I think that is fair. Um any closing things? No, I, I don't think so. Not really. Um for for everyone that's uh, listening or watching to this watching this, listening to this, um we have started. This is basically a reboot of this podcast and will be episode one. Um, it's a format that Sebastian and I will do together now. I've enjoyed this. I'm happy to do it again. Um, and so um, basically, we have made all new accounts for this. So we have at How to Art Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter. We have How to Art Podcast on YouTube. We have it on SoundCloud now. I think I've got just about all the accounts covered. Uh, Facebook's kind of for old people, but we should make that. So, you know, that that kind of thing. We're, we're moving along. We've got that. But please do go find us, How to Art or How to Art Podcast, on those um, those platforms and follow along. We'll post stuff uh, in between the shows. And we'll also, of course, post the episodes very soon. Uh, you'll be able to listen to this. Uh, while well, you're probably listening to it now, so you know where to listen mm-hmm. to it. But, uh, yeah, and we'll get the video up on YouTube. Um, Again, this has been uh, How to Art. I'm uh, Petrovita.
1: And I'm Sebastian.
0: And we will catch you guys in a couple of weeks. Peace.